there and then I line it up with that. <laughs> but we can do it. Let's do the clap. I don't know. I've never tried the clap. Let's do the clap. Oh, oh I could I could count it in you for do, You do it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alec, you just... No, no, no. you got to do oh. two, Alex. Come on. Come on. Oh, God. Boozing again. See? He's, that's behind the scenes. I, was, I had He's a hot and sweaty afternoon. Okay, ready? <laughs> <laughs> Alex is always drunk. Always. And that stays in the podcast. Okay. Ready? Okay. One, two, <laughs> three, four. Five. Go. Yay. <laughs> I had a hot, oh. sweaty afternoon putting a trampoline together for my nephews. Oh, so yeah, that's go. what yeah. a, a trampoline. I'm doing air quotation marks. He's always <laughs> drunk, Alex. When you watch the, the YouTube channel, yep. he's always drunk. <laughs> that's why it's so quiet because he's drunk. In the morning. And on that note, <laughs> welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy night show podcast. Uh, my name is Kabor. Hey, and uh, that's <laughs> drunk, Alex. <laughs> yes. And we've got special guests today. Uh, who I uh, very, I'm very very honoured to call him my co-host on his show, really, but my co-host on his show, uh, the Guitar Speak podcast, which you should all go and listen to, especially the iconic series that he does on the Guitar Speak podcast with his rather charming co-host, me and Rob. Uh, we've got Matt Wakeling. <laughs> hello, Matt. Hello, hello, fellas. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being on big, on the podcast. Big fan. Um, big fan of you guys. We've been Talking about this for a long time, mm. um, but we, we finally decided now one 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 day let's let's actually do it. Um, so Matt is from the Guitar Speak podcast, which uh, even though you're listening to our podcast and you should listen to all of our podcasts that we've yeah. done in the past and in the future, you should also go and listen to Matt's <laughs> podcast. Now, um, Guitar, tell us a little bit about the Guitar Speak podcast, Matt. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I started this in 2016. My first episode was in April, I think, April. Uh, so we're heading towards seven years. Um, I I love I love podcasts. So at the time I was listening to a lot of stuff, not necessarily heaps of guitar stuff. There wasn't a lot of guitar podcasts at the time. It was, mm. um, there was amps and axes in the States. I was listening to that. Uh, June- Did you- do you remember Gear? Is it Gearwire? Is that one? That was one of the first ones that was, and I was listening to that Gearwire. Yeah, I I didn't. I wasn't listening to much Gear podcast stuff. I know I'm talking to okay. the, I know I'm telling that to the wrong people. Um, <laughs> I've I've written that wrong. How since. dare you, Matt? How dare? You? Oh, well, thanks, oh, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shortest podcast ever. <laughs> yeah. Now I was looking for like, interview kind of shows. So there was okay. Amps and Axes. There was um. Who I became friends with those guys. Uh, Jude Gold had just started No Guitar Is Safe with Guitar Player Magazine. Yeah. So I was into more that angle. I have caught up on the gear. Obviously, big fan of the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. Uh, that's a that's a pass. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't read that, did you? I did read that. <laughs> that wasn't um, the cue card. I didn't hold up a cue card. Yeah. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I thought I love podcasts. I'm way into guitars and, and music. It's been a huge part of my life uh, for a long, long time. Um, so I thought, give it a crack. I thought I know a few people, and when I when I said a few, I'm literally thinking four or five people mm. uh, in Australia. I thought I'd talk to, okay, um, and and got the ball rolling. So my first guest was a, a guy called Michael Dolce, a, a Sydney based yep. session guy. He's been like the house guitarist on The Voice for I don't know the last ten years or something. Yeah, toured with Delta Goodrum, um, amazing fusion legato guy. So friend of mine here in Sydney. So he was the first guest and it kind of kind of went from there. Yeah, awesome. Cool. And it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Very good. It sounds like it. Sorry, Gunnar. So, so, okay, no, you, you go, Alex. That's okay. After you. Okay, now I was just going to ask, so, so you, as a guitar playing-wise, so how did you get it? Do you come from a musical family or mu- back, musical background family? Because you teach guitar, or not guitar, but you teach music, don't you? You're a music teacher at a, at a school. Yeah, yeah. So teach, yeah, teach uh, classroom music for the last fifteen years. Before that, oodles of guitar lessons, and and yeah, I still play gigs and. and stuff, but do you so. ca- do you come? Is it do you have a musical family? Do you come from a, a family with lots of music background, or or are you the the black sheep? Like I'm just saying, in my family, I'm the black sheep in the family. <laughs> no one is musical in my family. Okay. And I've sort of become for whatever I don't know where it came from, but I've sort of become the musician and. But there was no one else that I know of in my family who's into music. So I was just wondering: is it? Do you come from a? Is do you have parents, uncles, aunts who were in, who were playing music as well, or is it? Yeah, good, some, yeah. good question. In my immediate 
nuclear family, not so much, but my okay. grandparents, my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, my dad's mum, she yeah. played in bands, she played piano, she led bands oh, cool. and oh, cool. sang. Not trained, um, just learned by ear, but she she was rocked. She rocked on the piano. Was, it, and, was uh, that in Australia or somewhere else? Yeah, in Australia. In Australia, yep. What kind of music so, was she playing, do you know? Just the pop music of the day. So okay. we're talking um, 40s and, and, and 50s. Um, oh, cool. And probably probably early, probably 30s as well before she was before she was married. Um, yep. But she was playing cruise ships and mm. local pubs and things. Yeah, um, nice. So, yeah. So there was that side. My maternal grandmother sang a lot. But um, we did have a lot of music at home. So I've got a brother six years older, so he was he was blasting a lot of Aussie rock. Um, so I was hearing a lot of ACDC and the Angels. and um, But he'd also listen to The Police and The Cure. So I think his record mm. collection kind of rubbed off a lot. So I got interested in guitar at about 10 or 11. Um, this is like early 80s, Kiss Mania. Had sort of been and gone. But but cool. Kiss were visually a big influence as well. Ace really <laughs> rocking that Les Paul. That was uh, visually oh, and sonically kind of cool. I thought at the time. He, I reckon, he started so many people off so playing guitar. Many, yeah. So many people. Yeah. I mean, he was he was not the the most amazing guitar player, you know, ever. But he was just visually so striking, and so many people, yeah, call yeah. him as a massive influence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So how did you get into teaching how, uh, music? How did that sort of come together? So I um, – where where to start? So I finished, finished school, finished year 12, didn't really want to go into university or anything. By then I was playing guitar a lot. It was a really big deal. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I was playing at a local church where they had lots of older musicians. That Some of them were semi-pro players. Some of them uh, had been pro players. Um, so that – those guys were a big influence. So um, I had some dodgy office jobs for a little while, but then became a starving musician. And part of that was <laughs> giving guitar lessons. <laughs> so this is sort of like early 20s. Um, I, yeah, I chucked in the day job. and yeah. um, I'm still there. I'm still one of those. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an honourable profession, man. <laughs> so I had, um, I had, I don't know, the best part of 15 years doing guitar lessons, playing gigs. Um, I ended up working at a church as a music director part time for oh, cool. uh, okay. about ten years, um, which was which was a great learning experience. Um, and I was teaching guitar in a couple of high schools. I was the guitar teacher. I wasn't the classroom teacher, okay. but I was um, in a couple of um, high schools. Like during the day, getting teaching gigs was great. Um, Is it sort of where you go and you take the students out of class and yeah, one, yeah, yeah? I, I did that for a little while stuff. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I loved the school environment mm -hmm. I, and I could hear the music classes next door and I became friends with the music teachers and I thought, man, this is a good vibe. So oh, cool. in my yeah, in my early 30s, I went and got a music degree, um, went and got the teaching degree added on and, and I've been in the classroom since. So yeah, about 15 years or so in the classroom now, which has been great. And I've, so I dropped off the private guitar teaching then. It was just a bit hectic to do all of it. Um, it but be, it kept, yeah. kept playing gigs, kept playing church. Yeah. Um, rosters as well. So, so funny you say about that thing of being in the early twenties, your early twenties, and um, playing with older players in the band or whatever the situation uh -huh. is, because it's such a formative time when you're kind of absorbing lots of stuff and actually getting out and playing some shows and definitely playing dive bars or whatever it is, <laughs> playing the back of trucks yeah. and country fairs or whatever. It is. So yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I, I was similar kind of thing. I I toured to the territory for a dry season with a band and they were all 10 years plus okay there. yeah right and um we used to do this thing where every town you go through there'd be some old records shop and we'd go in there and go to the bargain basement bin or the two dollar cds and marty the drummer would go flick through and goes here's a pile he goes you're buying these Right. <laughs> yeah. nice. I'm like, oh, okay <laughs> it's been adding so and for the next you know four hours the next town we'd be listening to all this great music that's great. I mean, I'm sure yeah, it sounds like you're a similar situation where you, you kind of um, – it's often best to be the youngest and the worst player in the band because yeah. you have nowhere yeah. to go but up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, 
you got to yeah, you could get pull worse, your socks up. And, but yeah, yes, you know what I mean. Definitely. For, and for all the younger listeners, uh, that's in the days when you used to go to shops where they would sell music on like a these things called CDs or records or cassettes yeah, to like you. Coaster. You didn't just you didn't just go on your phone and press I want to listen to this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, all, all that kind of, especially yeah, nineteen to twenty five or so. Yeah, as a musician, it's such huge. formative years. You start yeah. to get out of your teenage stupidity a bit. Yeah, <laughs> really I even stuff. think as hmm. I even think as um, just growing up too. It's it's yeah, uh, true. Uh, yeah. Everyone's in a different stage, but for me, early twenties. Um, I feel like I'm looking back. I thought I knew what I was doing, but looking back and, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the time, sorry, I thought I knew what I was doing. But looking back, you know, it's 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 an important time. So, yeah. yeah, having having mentors, having role models, exactly, um, musically and otherwise, yeah, I think is is a really big deal. So, mm. yeah, I'm really I'm grateful for those guys. A lot of them I keep in touch with. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's that's an amazing thing. Actually, I never really thought about that, but yeah, actually, I was the same. Probably mm. sort of, I had a lot of I played with a lot of older guys who were really good who you learn from yeah i never really thought mm. of that and yep yeah you take a lot from them yeah in that age so who were your uh, uh, uh ultimate sort of guitar heroes who who were the people that made you want to pick up a guitar and play guitar what was, was sort of a young, young matt was sitting there going oh i want to play like this guy yeah so well, i mentioned ace Oh yeah, um, other than Ace, of course, yeah. Ace, uh, ACDC, like again, my brother's record collection was really big deal. So um, when I when I when I've been playing for a while, I'd do a few things. I think, oh, that sounds a little Angusish, and I'd, I'd realize, okay, well, I was probably listening to that stuff as a kiddie. Sure. Um, so that so Angus got got in there. Um, that the Angels, um, the early stuff with uh, uh, Rick Brewster on guitar. He's he's still doing the band now. Um, there was a little period where he wasn't, but super melodic you probably don't know the angels very well gabor no that's yeah i'm I'm not really from australia so yeah no that was sort of before my days i mean not often and i know um the one song what's the song that everyone (laughs) always wants to hear the yeah we're gonna see your face yeah the one you can't play at many clubs i'll tell you that's players yes um (laughs) such such a melodic Lead player, um, Keith Scott from Brian Adams Band. Okay, those those eighties okay. records, great rock player, but super melodic. Mm. Um, uh, cheap Trick, the Cars, like Elliot Easton, every solo is perfect. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah I yeah. loved all that stuff. So I guess the, the stuff I the stuff I heard growing up, it kind of kind of sticks with you. I mean, eventually I, I started listening to others, started listening to U two because my friends did, and then that introduces another. Sort of textual type of playing. Yeah, Sonics are completely different to Aussie rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but for years I didn't understand. I thought it was only two guitar tones. I thought it was really distorted or really <laughs> clean. I didn't know it was in between. So when I'd hear like Midnight Oil or U2, I, I didn't understand you could have stuff just slightly breaking up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I, I couldn't understand. That was the music I couldn't understand, as in how do they create these sounds? It sounds distorted, but it's not distorted, but it sort of is. And it's kind of, I mean, well, ACDC is a perfect example. It's not as heavy not, as you think, no. yeah. It's just kicks yeah. there and vocals that are all yeah. angry bits, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how clean is Malcolm Young really in the scheme of things? He just hammers with such intensity. Mm. It's, yeah. So, uh, it's all yeah. in the school uniform. You wear. The, it's all about SPL that. coming out of the <laughs> stacks, <laughs> hitting the microphones. Yeah. yeah. So they they were a lot of the guys, I guess. Um, also, Prince, the Let's Go Crazy. Ah, oh, Prince. Um, is, I love Prince. I, amazing. I mean, again, mid eighties, he was everywhere. That video was everywhere. Um, and obviously, the big cadenza at the end. You think you know that's an electric guitar. That's what an electric guitar sounds like. He's cool. I, I love watching all that. Have uh, I think we talked about it on the other podcast before? Yeah. But all those roundtable things that Sunset uh, Sound Studios uh, is doing, where they're talking oh, to yeah. all, all the people that were part of Prince's recording, and now there's a whole bunch of stuff with Steve Lukather. Lukather, yeah. Um, and I love all that stuff and all the, the the stories about Prince. I just love that stuff. How how absolutely insane his his work habits were, and and mm. um. You know, just never stopped twenty four hours a day. Yeah, 
<laughs> just recording music and really quickly too. Like yeah. all, all those big hits, it was one or two takes, quickly record it, quickly polish it, mix it, print, done, next. You yeah, know, yeah. there's something in that, hey, just yeah. knocking yeah. it out. Yeah. There's so yeah. many cool stories. Hey, Prince called me at 3 a.m. He said, quick, get to the studio. You yeah. know, from all the side. Yeah. You had, to be, in, side you had to be in women. standby and, and yeah. you know, um, um, I love all – there's a bunch of stories when Lukather met Prince at Sunset Sound Studios as well and it was just – yeah, it's just uh, it, the whole thing. Man, to be a fly on a wall, that would have been amazing in those days. Um, <laughs> for yeah. sure, for sure. But I mean, the 80s was such a wild time as well. Um, I'm going to sound – I'm going to age myself a little here, but every <sighs> pop hit, every, every lame pop tune – Still had a shredding guitar solo. Yeah. Of course, it was it was such a good time for <laughs> and for good chance that it was guitars. Steve Lukather. It probably was Steve Lukather <laughs> or, or Van right. Halen. Or Van yeah. Halen. <laughs> um, I'm, well, I'm reading uh, because of Rob. Actually, I'm reading or listening to, but the, the audiobook version of the the Gospel According to Luke, the Steve Lukather autobiography. Oh, really? ha, just, that. Man, that's wild stuff. Yeah. It's I mean, what a life! What yeah. a life! that guy had insane yeah um all this for anyone out there who hasn't listened to it or re- read it i mean read it really but uh it's great listening to it because it's steve lukather reading it yeah that's cool. and every once in a while he goes oh and this bit isn't was not in a book but you know and he'll sort of elaborate a little bit on what he was talking <laughs> about and add extra bits to it and it's great the, the stuff i mean it's uh, mind-blowing what that guy did um and i think he was there's one one time he was um they were at the grammys and he was up for nine Grammys. Wow. And some of the nine Grammys, four out of five nominations was him <laughs> because they played oh, on, yeah. on oh, four out of the five so nominations. Yeah. He played on four of those records, you yeah. know, other, you know, stuff like it's amazing, you know, yeah. just the stuff. There's stories. a great chat with um, Lee Sklar. Oh, yeah. And, okay. uh, he was talking about that period of late 80s, early 90s of just session after session albums multiple albums a day kind of thing. So they yeah. just blur into one, like this, this period. is not their sessions. It's just this period of years. Yeah, and um, yeah. the ones they remember, either something went horribly wrong or they had really, really good food. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> else is like a like, uh, you know, Mexican place <laughs> around the corner or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. some amazing stories. I, I highly recommend it. Um, that the Steve Lukather the biography. That's it's, cool. It's, Check that out. it's amazing. It's amazing what what he what he did in his life. Uh, uh, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Matt. Lukather's uh, <laughs> <Lucas is> fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> have you guys um have you guys checked out much of Tim Pierce's stuff? Oh yeah. Like yeah, he's great. Those just, session stories are so cool. And just his enthusiasm when he talks about stuff. Yeah. He's always so happy and so enthusiastic about yeah. stuff. He's yeah. he's infectious sort of guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and again, behind the scenes stories—they're so fun. Have you seen Just the video, video with uh, Rick Springfield when he shows up in his new car? <laughs> no. He shows up to Tim's house, and he gets a—he's got like a, a Lexus or something, but it's slightly like old manish. This car, and <laughs> Rick's now got your know, old man glasses, and <laughs> they take it for a spin around the block. Yeah, it's very nice. funny. They're still good mates and hang out. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I've still got to learn the Jesse's girl solo properly. That gets called a lot in my world. God, yeah, that's one of those songs that gets requested. Oh, there, you go. there you go, Alex. That one. Yeah. Can you show yeah. me the solo? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a private lesson after. Thank you. That'd be good. <laughs> that was a great solo, actually. That was well, a good rock piece. solo. Anyway. I anyway, I digress. Um, now, okay, back back mm. to Matt. Talking to Matt okay. here. Now, what what we mostly talk about on this podcast is gear. Yeah. So we need to, we need to get into gear as well. So first guitar. First guitar was a nylon string classical, which I've still got. My dad got it for me for my twelfth birthday. Oh. Hey, that birthday was a cracker. I got a guitar. <laughs> I played soccer. I scored a goal in soccer. It was a one-all draw. Dad took me to Northmead McDonald's. We saw Doug Walters there. Now, neither of you are of the right age. Doug Walters was an Australian cricketer. He'd, uh, <sighs> he just retired a couple of years early. He was my favourite player with my dad and uh, got his autograph in uh, the car park of North Mead Maccas. But, yeah, that was my first guitar. First electric. Birthday. 
It was a good day. It was a great birthday. It was a good day. My first electric was a Sakai. Sakai. It Ooh. Yeah, it's a Japanese brand. Now they cost a lot of money. They probably shouldn't. Um, it was a made in Japan. It was a cross between an SG, Sunburst SG, and a Mustang, um, a Fender Mustang. That's interesting. Okay. So That's I an had, interesting. Had the big Fender head, had a bolt-on, had the individual toggle switches for the two single coils, but had a very obvious SG body. And the reason um, – that was a good day too. I was in year nine. My brother – took me into a pawn shop in the city, which is still there. I think Ace Ben in George Street, Sydney. Okay. Um, I had a little bit of money. It cost me 75 bucks. And um, I bought it because it looked like Ace Frehley's um, Sunburst Les Paul Custom on one of those album covers, probably Kiss Alive uh. or something. <clears throat> um, of course, years later, I realized it looked nothing like Ace Frehley's. Because <laughs> of Sunburst. <laughs> But in grade nine, you know, what, yeah. 13, 13, 14, 13, yeah. 14, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it was my 14th birthday. 14, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mum said, well, look, you can get a bike or a guitar. So I need an electric guitar. Yeah. Good move. Much, well, much, much better. That was the first guitars. You go. Okay, first pedal. Orft Boss DS1 Yay. got it in 1986. Hey, isn't that everyone? Yeah, that's just about everyone. <laughs> Yours? I think so. Well, it, I, think it was, the, I think the first the the first pedal I was ever so this is a pedal that I inherited from a friend. A friend basically gave it to me. Was a, a DS1. Oh yes. The first pedal I ever bought was yeah. the um, Zoom 505. The 505. But yes. the but the, the the good old Zoom 505, the greatest pedal ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a friend of mine basically indefinitely lent me the DS1, which awesome. then I think gave to another friend who was learning how to play guitar, and then later on nice. bought a DS1 and then sold it and bought it again and sold it. Yeah. And I think the one I have now, which is an old Japanese one, is about the fifth DS, fourth or fifth DS1 I've owned in my Very whole life. Very cool. Very cool. Um, but it's yeah, they're, they're they're great. I mean, that's just one of those. We just actually got sent the uh, Wasacraft this one. I haven't even plugged it in yet oh, okay. to try it out. But they look that's cool. A, that's a upcoming video. That's uh, see well, if it if if it's Wazard. Wazard. I like if it's it. Been Wazard. Well, funny story about my pedal. When I went to buy it, I bought it off a guy out of the Trading Post. Yes. Mum gave me a lift there. Trading Post was like a classifieds used. Good. I guess a Craigslist in America or something like that. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it came out every Thursday. You went and bought yeah. the paper edition. That's all there was. Um, anyway, we go to the place, got to take my Sakai. I wasn't very good at tuning my guitar. I'd you know, get close. But you know, when you play <laughs> with distortion, if you're a little bit out of tune, you hear all the beating. Yeah. Yeah, the ooh, 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 if you're not yeah. in tune. And that's how you can. I learned later how to tune it. Um, so I'm playing it at this guy's house. I couldn't believe how godly it sounded. I sounded <laughs> incredible. Because of the beating of the tuning, the guy going says, "Yeah, it doesn't usually sound like that." <laughs> like, but no you were worries. going, "Oh, that's great! I love it! I'll I love it! it. I'll buy it!" <laughs> so yeah, first pedal. <laughs> cool. So uh, you, you're not a big pedal guy, are you? You're not really usually into you know. I mean, you're not a huge gear guy in terms of what you use gig wise. Yeah, I think- that's that's true. I don't have a big turnover of gear. I kind of go kind of slowly. Mm-hmm. You're not um, like Rob, who who buys pedals, sells pedals, buys the same like pedals again, sells them again. <laughs> Changes up his undies. <laughs> not quite, not quite. No, so I'm much, I'm much slower moving through through gear. I mean, I wish I still had the DS one. I don't know if I'd even like it now, but you know, um, it's an acquired taste. I find a DS one. Mm. It's one of those things that's. I mean, everyone, I think every guitar player had one at one stage. Yeah. Or anyway, from the maybe sort of that 80s, 90s era, pretty much every guitar player had one at one stage. But it's quite an acquired taste. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. An, it's an interesting sort of pedal. Yeah. What's your current gigging rig? All right. So um, I've got two must-have pedals. That I've got the uh, uh, the MI Audio Super Crunchbox version. Uh, Super Crunchbox. I think it's just the Super Crunch box. Sorry, guys, I was just turning to look at no, it. Okay. Um, so that's the latest iteration of it. It's got the four band EQ and the right. different clipping modes. I had an original Crunch box. I didn't really like it that much, but the Super, the Super, it's just got a few more options to dial in. So that's, I love that. Uh, a Boss SD1, which I use usually just to boost the, the Crunch box for really big solos. Oh, okay, so in front of it, okay. Yeah. 
and I just dimed the volume gain just a little bit again. Right. Uh, it's really just a pushing one. So they're my main sort of drivey sounds, and between those two and the volume on my guitar and twisting the gain a little bit on the crunch box, um, that covers so much on a gig for me. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a HX Stomp, which I, I really, really love. So that's all my – these days that's all my delays and modulation. And I'm using some of the drives on that too. The um, uh, the Timmy sounds great. The Prince of Tone mode, whatever it's called, sounds the great. Air Apparent, I think. That's, that's it. it. Air Apparent, yeah. Um, uh, the Minotaur, which is like a, a you know, clon kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've used all those on gigs and they sound great. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the, I love the Line 6 really delays. Good. I'm a big fan of the delays. Yeah. I think they sound really, really good. Yeah. I've had a lot of Line 6 stuff over the years. I had an M13 for a long time. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which I used to use with a couple of analog drives because the drives weren't that great yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, I had a kidney bean, I think, before that, um, which some of the sounds were good, but it didn't feel very good to play. Like it wasn't very responsive. Okay. One of the secrets with the pod is yep. you got to nowadays you got to turn the with the old pods is you got to turn the cabinet simulation off and use current cabinet simulation oh. you'd be amazed how good it sounds yeah right it makes such a massive difference to cabinet simulation we did a video mm. I've um, got to check that out that's <laughs> cool we challenged Alex speaking of Gabor being rude to me speaking yeah. of me being rude to I wasn't rude I was just <laughs> just can't finish the word, um, finish that sentence uh, I, I think I think we called it the pod challenge Okay, uh, and we used to we used to uh, we we I got it my pod which I still have my old pod and um, used it with uh, some modern cabinet simulation, and he admitted in the end that it sounded really good. You did admit okay. it. Whatever you say now, it Alex, much it's on video. No, no, no. You said it sounded actually really good. That's what you said. <laughs> so um, that's a trick with it. That's, that's yeah, because yeah, that's such a hard thing to do is recreate pushing air. Through a cabinet, yeah, oh, for sure. Well, speaking of, for what sure. um, amps do you use? Yeah, I'm man. I'm really lucky. I'm the main gig I play at the moment. Uh, a cold chisel kind of show. Oh, yeah. um, we also do a dragon show or like a Oz Rock sort of covers show or sure. any combination of those. So I get to take real amps to gigs yeah. and I get to play them reasonably loud. Cool. So it's just it's the best. So the pedal well, for, board, a, for a chisel tribute band, you've got to be loud. That's part of the you've got to be a little part bit of the Can you play thing, guitar? I mean, do you have a loud amp? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. So I've got um, my main amp's a Laney uh, LC30, which is a yep. made made in the UK. It's a one twelve combo. Yeah. Um, it's a EL. EL84 amp, but it's not like a Vox. I know Laney do a really great Vox style amp. Um, it's not that. It's 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 the clean channel's beautiful and it loves pedals. So I just play that clean and loud. Cool. Yep. Okay. And, and the pedals pretty much do the work. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also Lane got a no no sorry go go go. I've also got a Laney two by twelve box, the speaker box. Okay. Um, and I I run the I run the Lane the the LC30 into uh, it's internal cab and it's and the extra and the two, two cabinets. 12. So I'm running three twelves essentially, yeah, cool. essentially. To get that thump. The, the, is one yeah. of those brands that yeah. I think is is uh, um, um, they're trying to make a bit of a comeback now, but they always the stuff is always good, mm. but for a little while they were kind of a bit almost sort of frowned upon. It was sort of oh Laney, but you know it was yeah, they like, weren't a they weren't a cool trendy brand. I'm, I don't know why but now they're really I'm not sure why. I don't know what I don't know either. Yeah. I mean because. Uh, Tony Omi plays them and, and people, yeah. I mean, Black Sabbath is sort of the, you know, very, very, very high up on a pedestal for the whole metal world, isn't it? Mm. So, um, but now I mean, having guys like Billy Corgan and um, Vernon Reed and stuff, and they've been quite vocal about having them as signature artists and trying yeah, to make right. it sort of a cool, they're really trying to come back, um, which is actually, I think it's a, a fellow Aussie guy who started working for them, Jason McNamara. Who's oh, a YouTuber as well? How do I know that? Who's okay. become? I yeah. think he's just what does he from do? Sydney. Another name too. Yeah. He's, uh, but he lived in Japan for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and um, I think he's now become the artist liaison guy for Laney. Okay. And I think he's sort of really pushing all that sort of stuff and trying to make them sort of become okay. the cool brand. And I think he also got Laney and Two Notes in touch. 
to do that direct cabinet out oh, on okay. some of the new amps now, which yeah. is, uh, it's a great thing. I, I, I love two-note stuff. I'm a massive yeah. fan of two-note. Yeah, I see you guys using it. And, and I think it sounds really, really good. I mean, even even for like, you know, for any gigs, having that on there, so you don't have to mic up the amp. You have the amp on stage, so you can still hear it on stage. Yeah. But for front of house, you send out one of those two notes things, hmm. cabinet emulation. It's a great sound, you know, yeah, and it makes okay. life so much easier. And I think he may have had stuff to do with that as well. So I think he's sort of become oh, the new, the new. I think he, was he a Sydney guy originally? Maybe he was from Sydney, but he lived in Japan for many, many, many years. Okay. That's uh, interesting. Tall, tall guy, really tall, bold guy. Okay. Have you played yeah. many other Laney amps over the years, or just that model in particular? Not really. Yeah. Just mainly this one. Um, yeah, I have played the Vox style. I think that's the VC. VC, yeah. yeah, which looks kind of like a Is Vox that the too. Looks like blue a Vox one, yeah. like the blue Tolex. No, you that's can. the li- that's a Linehard. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's I've different seen again. Them in blue as well. Oh, maybe it was blue um, at the time too. But it kind of has that same similar look to a Vox yeah. with the top. The knobs are on the top. Right. Yeah. So they were quite popular when I used to. I, I used to work at a music shop, and they were yeah. they were very popular. The VC series. Mm. Yeah. They made a VC fifteen and a VC thirty. That's right. To, yeah. They sound great. Um, yeah. But for me, this thing, the yeah, again, the the clean channels. Really, it's got a cool drive channel too. But yeah. I just, I just don't bother with all that stuff. I'm just just pedals straight in, pretty much. And, yeah, um, cool. Yeah, it roars. Yeah, and I use um, if I do direct, I've I've got the stomp, which which is great. Yep, and the, okay. the new update. I'm I'm always late on updates, but I finally got three point five. It's good, uh, isn't it? It's so good. It does. So it does good. the new the, the new IR stuff. The way they do it, whatever they do, but it yeah. does sound good. Yeah. Um, like I I just got not long ago. I got that UAD. Um, you know the the Fender Deluxe amp in a box kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of preferring the HX Stomp. Over okay. that, even as so many people rave about it, how good it is, and it is good, but yeah. I don't know. The HX sounds better to me. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the UAD. I really wanted. Yeah, you didn't like it at all, and did I've, you? I've heard. Uh, I did, mixed a show just long, not long after we did the demo, and the guitar player in the band had one, and it was just bitey and so ice picky. Like the yeah, there's on the something, console, and there's something had missing. To, had to take all the top end off it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's the way you set it up too, to a certain yeah. degree, but but um. Um, Not, yeah, I don't know. I really just, wanted to that, that, like it, but yeah, <laughs> didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, yeah that's that, one that's one good. something that's going to be sold very soon on my behalf because yeah, yeah I think the HX the HX Stomp is, and that's a, that's a, I've been a long time Land Six fan. Yeah, but their updates are always really good. They always yeah, add new stuff yeah. that's really, really good. And I think that's been a really, really good update, the 3.5 update with all that stuff pro- in it. Probably just uh, stick with classic effects off the HX stomp for those gigs, wouldn't you? Like um, reverbs, delays, a little bit of trim or something? Pretty much, yeah. Um, pretty straight ahead rock and roll. It's pretty straight ahead rock. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't I mean, Chisel Tribute Band, so. The Chisel Show. Yeah. The what, yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty meat and potatoes. Sure. Um, which is fun, which is totally fun. Mm. When I was doing more top 40 covers, yeah, I was pulling out lots of different sounds yeah. uh, just for fun, really. Mm. Um, but this, ne- this gig, you got to try and keep pretty accurate so, on the. You, ne- you need a good Miku stomp for, for the chisel stuff. That's- <laughs> I do. The Forever Now solo. <laughs> yes. It's, it, it needs. And it's, <laughs> that's what it needs. Every, every band needs that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, Alex. Uh, oh, are they, are they kind of actual tribute shows, or the, how how's the gig work? Yeah, okay. it's um. Well, we're not we're not like dressing up like sure. the band. Yeah. We're just we're, we're just playing, playing the music. So I don't know what you. Yeah, no, it's kind of two styles with tribute shows. Hey, there's that imitation yeah. thing, like an Elvis show, and there's also yeah. playing the music of um, X favorite artist or whatever it is yeah 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 so we do we do chisel and barn stuff so it's interesting it's fun the 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 barns the big barnsy hits were a bit big gainier yep um a few more humbuckers i think were going on with some of those sessions yeah sure um especially some of the 80s 90s tones um but the chisel stuff yeah you know mossy it's a strat all strats yeah <laughs> it's a marshall it's a tube scream or something like that um definitely and neck pickup. So yeah, it's it's been super fun. I've I've sort of always dug his playing. Oh, yeah. So weapon. I've always chased those kind of tones. Um, yeah. 
so to have to try a bit harder in the last five years, it's it's kind of in in my wheelhouse. Uh, tonally speaking, I'm not saying I'm I'm playing Mossy's parts, Mossy level, but I'm yeah, I'm, they're, they're the kind of that's the a big vibe that I, I dig. I guess yeah, so. great. Yeah, I, it's been fun. I guess for those people listening that aren't from Australia, check out Ian yeah. Moss's solo stuff. Solo stuff, even yeah. the live acoustic stuff. Have you heard of it? Like him, him yeah, a little, yeah. So good. Yeah, he's, he's can a sing too. Yeah, he can yeah. sing. I'm, I'm lucky enough to. I've been working with this band in Brisbane, and it's kind of all the players from old Aussie rock bands. Uh-huh. The last show we did was the rhythm section from Mossy's band, current rhythm section. No way. Yeah, the, that's great. Dudes. So that was um that was fun. <laughs> what what's that band called? They called the Filthy Animals. Yeah, it was um Brett Williams doing yeah. that for a while. Brett's in it. Yep. Yeah, Brett's yeah, awesome. He's a lovely man. Guy. Brett's he's lovely guy. Yep. Monster player. Um got to meet him for the podcast. I got to meet him in person. Um oh, yeah? I use I, I do most of my stuff on you know, Zoom or Google Meet or whatever. Mm. But um, a mutual friend, Jay Perino, great Sydney muso, he um he hooked it up. So I got to meet him, got to hold his 60s Les Paul from the nice. Choir Boys videos. Yeah, cool. And um, it's great, man. Every time I play Run to Paradise, I think, oh, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good when they do that. It comes like, that's the solo. That's him. That's, that's yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not some hack like me trying to, <laughs> the, the trying to get close. That's that's not the band that Rick Hollis plays in every once in a while, is it? Because no. he does a band with all these. Oh, what was that band that he was That's in? Anyway, another else. YouTuber friend guy, Rick Hollis. Yeah, anyway, yeah Rick's, from the Rick's great. Do you know Rick? Or I've I met him. I think through um, Rob Rob Rhodes, mm. Hardswick Man. Okay, yeah. Um, which is how we met Gabor when Rob was doing those. Oh yeah, the the that's right. The the um, sort of round the musicians in. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. during yeah. during lockdowns, yeah. during the various True. lockdowns we had. Yeah. So I met yeah, I met a few great guys through that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how we met. That's right. That's right. That's, <laughs> yeah. Back in the um, lockdown days. Back in the lockdown oh, days, yeah, those were interesting days. days. <laughs> different different it feels days. Like ages ago now, hey? Yeah. Mm. But the the stomp, are you asking Alex about delays and reverbs and yep. things? The um Yeah, yeah, pretty meat and potatoes for those gigs, but for um, if I'm doing like more ambient stuff at home or post rocky mm-hmm. sort of recording that I like to do, um, even I've, I've said the Gabor too. Like the church um, music I play, the guitar roll a lot in a lot of that's quite textural. Sure. Um, so it's not gospel super chops. That I mean, I love that stuff too. But often, yeah, I'm pulling textures. So just atmospheric stuff for yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, running delays and reverbs before your drives, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. For More me. More people should do that. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's for just me changes that's, the way. That's from listening to a lot of post rock stuff and mm. um Yeah, trying to chase those tones. That's that's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's so versatile the stomp. It's so good. Great. You can do pretty much anything with it, yeah. yeah. Actually, it. Do this. A few more buttons would be nice. Sorry, um, <laughs> Interrupt. Sorry, I go. There's this other. It was a tribute show, but it was like a tribute show of old metal, like acts. And there's okay, yeah, Dio and ACDC set, and like original hard rock metal stuff. And um, yeah, awesome. One of the there's kind of three lineups for the night kind of thing in this big band room in Brisbane, and um, one of the acts had the two guitarists had. I think they were both line six things. I th- think one was a HX stomp, one was a full helix board or something. Okay. And had little pow- powered wedges as, as monitors on stage. Yeah. And um, they'd obviously put their time in. And yeah, the rocks, rock sounds are great. But, but this whole like, nice. you know, like modeling thing having like low, low, low stage volumes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that yeah, didn't yeah. happen. They had these powered wedges cranked up so loud. Yeah. <laughs> it was louder than the support band came on with a full Marshall. Quad box, with stack, <laughs> yeah, two right. quads. That will louder than them. Like, yeah, that's right. great. Gave me fright when he started sound check. The cool <laughs> thing with those is when you use in ears. That's the thing. That's when you can. No, none of that. It's just wow, just crack. Well, that's what I mean. But it's it's when you use in ears. That's when it's that's to me the whole going direct thing with in ears makes mm. it. Yeah, yep. makes life so much. But their easier. thing was yeah. oh, the point I was going to make was their thing was it's constant every night because it's a tribute show. Yeah. Like it, they've got those tones and. In order, blah blah blah. Um, They they were going to fly a bunch so they can um, just get a powered wedge speaker 
hire any city. <laughs> That's loud enough. Major cities um, in Australia. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, and um, it's just consistent every night. And um, yeah. I said to him, yeah, like we had this chat after soundcheck to one of the guitar players. We're just chatting about the whole modeling thing versus amps. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if it if it makes yeah. you comfortable as a player. Yes. That's all and that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. You, in the you play to the best of your ability, then that's tools for the job done. Like, yeah, 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 hundred percent. If it makes you be a good musician, then happy days. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I, think I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do the modeling thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to because of the convenience. No, and Alex. Repetition, but I just can't do the feel thing. So. Well, that that, that is the out. tricky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying to someone the other day, as, as long as I'm allowed to bring an amp to gigs and I can turn it up a bit, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing that until I can't. Sure. Um, yeah. For the direct gigs I do, um, mm-hmm. different situations, that's fine too. It does work great. But the best fun for me is still being able to turn the amp up and yep. running some analog pedals into it. I reckon I could live with a, a, a full Helix or the LT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I do, even just my handful of two or three pedals, those two main ones I, I, I mentioned, I still just like tweaking stuff quickly on on the fly because every room sounds different. Or- yeah, but I find that's a good thing with the Helix stuff as well. Um, it seems to interact really well with pedals. You can set I mean, up. I use yeah. it. I use it with my pedals. I still yeah, use drive well. pedals. I use it kind of like an amp, basically, and delays. Sort of, it's all at the end for me, and okay, it, it interacts really well with pedals and stuff. Yeah. So that's that's sort of what I like about it. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Um, can we get into your guitar, Matt? Because uh, your guitar is sort of a bit of a Frankenstein-y kind of thing, isn't it? It's that you sort of put together your strats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at your guitars behind you before. There's a banjo. Well, there's there's one particular cool one right behind you that doesn't seem to have pickups in it at the moment. No. Um, <laughs> we know what Gabor likes this one. <laughs> it's, hey. it's a holo jazz master shape it's guitar. An offset-ish thing. <laughs> uh, it's got no strings or pickup. This is a Pat Keegan guitar. Pat, um, great builder from Ulladulla in New South Wales, built me this. I've got. He's built me another guitar, which is like a. Oh, there we go. See, Big. Alex has got one cool this guitar. This is a fancy one. <laughs> That's your one cool one. Yeah, I've got um, Pat's. That looks awesome. What? What is that? This is Walmart build. Walmart parts. Oh, nice. It's, um, uh, mahogany back. Oh, killer. And it's a full quilted maple top with nat- natural binding, <laughs> mask yeah. binding. And, um, but That's bird's eye beautiful. maple neck with ebony board. Anyway, it's, killer. it's all the fancy wood. Nice. I love that. But who, who built yours? Sorry, I missed that part. So, yeah, Pat Pat Keegan from Aladala. He's built me two guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was his number 16 and... Um, last year, very generously asked him to build me a neck, and he ended up building me a guitar. Yeah, cool. So um, that's that's getting some setup work uh, from Gav Moore at Coat Guitars, who's a great guy from Sydney who does my setup stuff. Um, so that's there at the moment. But gigging guitars, yeah, I got I got two Strats. I'm I'm pretty much happiest on a Strat, although I love playing other things. Yeah. Um, I can quickly talk through this. I mean. I'm showing this on the video. Ah. This won't work well for the podcast. This is a, a parts caster. It's a warm-off neck I bought in 93. Yeah, right. Um, okay. It's a, it's a Strat body. I bought it from a – this was a guitar. Um, it was a Strat that had been put together in a music shop with um, reflex pickups, which are sort of like – they were like the British AMGs back okay. in the 90s. And it had a Japanese reissue Strat neck, a 57 – reissue with a really vintage radius which i didn't like i didn't know why i didn't like it but it was just hard to play so mm. i got the warm off with the flatter radius um yeah currently got an ibanez f1 pickup in the bridge like oh cool don't know what pretty that shreddy is, but cool uh it's, <laughs> it's black it's just loud yeah it's black yeah. and uh seymour duncan vintage ssl1 it's called in the neck which is really vintagey single coil yep. which i love so that's that was my main guitar for I mean, almost 30 years. Yeah, cool. Okay. So that's the main thing. Um, my main gigging guitar for the last uh, two and a bit years is another Strat. It's made by a guy in Sydney called Mark Gosbull. Okay. And um, this is beautiful. This is like everything I like about Strats done right now that I sort of know what I like a bit more. Um, so, yeah, Demarzio Path Pro, um, a stacked Seymour C- C- single coil 
just so it's not so noisy on gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 12 inch radius neck, medium jumbo frets. Oh, it's a really flat radius. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the warm off, which I got used to, is like 10 to 14. It's one of those compound things. Yeah, same. Oh, 10 to 16, rather. So, yeah. Oh, wow, that's like, yeah, super flat. I think that's what mine are. I guess yeah. so. So, I just got used to it. So, 12 is nice. I like 12. It's good. Um, upper fret access. Yeah, cool. That's a nice oh, yeah. design. Why doesn't. Why doesn't Fender do that on all their guitars? I don't know. Um, yeah, so this is the, this is the main gig guitar. Mm. Plays plays beautiful. Very cool. Dig cool. it. Cool. Yeah, and the HSS. It's super versatile. So yeah, cool. Yeah, any sort of covers of the sort of show. It's going to be good. I guess you could do some more um, humbucker stuff for ACDC and rock and yeah. stuff on the bridge there. Yeah, it's great. And the I a lot of people don't like splitting the humbuckers, but I. The, I've got a PAF Pro in that guitar, and I think it splits great. Yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The numbers you... don't add up. You've got like a 4K single coil pickup when you split it, but it sounds good to me. Huh. I used to do that a lot as well, actually. I used to, back in the days, I used to always play two humbucker guitars. Uh-huh. And for the sort of funkier bits, especially in a neck, I used to always do it, split yeah, the humbucker, yeah, and it sounded sure. great. And in the bridge, it gave you that spanky single note, um, like funky single line, single note line stuff, and... I think I think a lot of that stuff is great. Yeah. Um, I think like Alex is saying, whatever sounds good, whatever inspires you as a player, it's going to work. Exactly right. That's a that's a that's yeah. And the Miku Stomp. <laughs> and the Miku Stomp. <laughs> build- and the Whammy. The Whammy <laughs> pedal. Can, I know you're. A fan oh, and the Whammy pedal. Everyone has to have a Whammy pedal. Build Miku Stomp into a Jazz Master. This guy. <laughs> oh yes, put it into the guitar. With a, um, like a momentary switch, like a button. Oh, perfect. You're giving me ideas, Alex. You're giving me ideas. You're giving me... Yes, good. There's, if anyone out there wants to build me a guitar like that, get in touch. <laughs> so the, I'm the first There team. are some basses behind you. Do you gig as a bass player too or just for, no, for fun? No. At home? Um, this is embarrassing. My, my, my daughter walked in. She's a musician. Yeah. She goes, Dad, you got more bass than guitars up there. No, I've, <laughs> I only own one bass. I've got a Music Man yep. sub. It's oh, yeah. The, when, when the subs it, were made in USA. Is that a five-string? Uh, it's a five-string. Yeah. I used to play a lot of bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much anymore. Um, I've got this bass here. This is from my school. I am just brought it home to restring it oh, and cool. service yeah. it a bit. Um, and this bass, I found it on the side of the road uh, with free oh, wow. bass written on it. <laughs> so oh, wow. Just, uh, uh, it's some sort of copy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fix it up and give it to someone. Yeah, good. Um, oh, cool. That's awesome. Is it a... Um... So, yeah, I'm... So... Sorry, go on. Uh, this is very embarrassing to have this many places. Uh, <laughs> and a banjo. <laughs> view. We won't hold it against you. Oh, yeah, and a ban- like a banjo lele or whatever that is. It is a banjo. It's a Gretsch banjo lele. It's made in the 1930s, yeah, well, we think. Oh, yeah. cool. Is that a... Um, Again, it goes... Joe Pass Epiphone? Joe Pass Epiphone, yep. That was from the um, acid jazz phase in the 90s. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I really, is I, it, again, sorry, girl. when you're younger, you just you just don't know stuff. <laughs> I wish I knew stuff. I, I could have bought, um, it sounds great. It's such a good guitar, but it only really does one thing. Mm. If I bought like a 335 style guitar, I could have used it on heaps of gigs, plus used it for the jazzy stuff, yep. for the acid jazz stuff. Um, so, yeah. But it's a cool guitar. I, I so is that a Korean one, like the it's, 90s? Yeah. yeah, 90s Korean, which is a big deal now. Back then it was like, oh, I've got to get the Korean one. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The Korean one, man. Like <laughs> it's the same guitar. Yeah. It's funny how that stuff goes. But, yeah, it was um, uh, I think Samic Factory 98 mm. that one was built. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, um, my dad has a Sheraton from the early 90s. That's what I should have got. Um, same same sort of era, and um, yeah, I kind of I got it for a couple of years because he started traveling around the world. So he's retired, and um, uh-huh. it's a lovely guitar. It's yeah. actually really well built. And uh, but that's now he, he one of my back, so I go, oh, man. Oh, that's a That's one of my <laughs> regret. My regrets when I when I was working at the music shop, there was a a, a, a Sheraton that came mm. in, and I think it was three or four hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Nothing, you know, and it was it was an old Korean one. It played beautifully, mm. and I was I was gonna buy it. I was umming and eyeing around too much, and then a local musician came in who has a thing about everything had has to be white. Okay, uh, where he refinished the guitar white. Uh, you know, speakers. When he buys a PA, he goes and gets it re 
tall legs wow. to be white. Everything wow. has to be white. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so he and and he puts these yeah, fight tuners. And he, anyway, he kind of wrecked it, and yeah, it was a shame. I should have bought it. That's one of my my regrets that I should have bought. Yeah. It was a lovely guitar. I'm I'm tempted to do a gear I shouldn't have sold podcast. Oh, guessing, but it would just be too depressing. Or gear <laughs> I told you about. Yeah, I told you about the clon I used to have. Oh, you did. I bought. I got a clon at a cash converters, <laughs> and this is years ago. And um, and I sold it. Main reason is because it had the headphone jack, oh, um, power thing, yeah. and a power supply that came with it was rather big, you know, bulky. Yeah. And yeah. in those days, that was before you could buy converters and all that sort of yeah, stuff. And yeah. I just said, ah, oh, oh, I can't be bothered lugging that extra power supply around. Meh, get rid of it. And I may have, I don't even remember, I either sold it at a cash converters again or traded it at a cash converters for other th- stuff. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I briefly had a had a proper clone. There you and go. yeah, I think I'm you an win. idiot. I think yeah. you win the gear. Yeah. This was <laughs> in a gear tales. late 90s, early 2000s. Wow. Yeah, I'm an idiot. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, on that note, on me being an idiot, uh, I reckon we've done just about an hour let's give uh let's give matt uh, some time with his family at home so uh matt where can yeah. people find out this is what you usually do with me but yeah matt, where can people find <laughs> out about uh the guitar speak podcast yeah thank you very much um yeah guitar speak podcast you can get us on pretty much every podcast platform spotify apple Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever. Um, yeah, so just just Google. I've got an Insta page. Um, you can check out as well. I usually post stuff on that about the show. Um, any any sneak peeks for upcoming um, interviews or? I haven't got a lot of stuff locked in. I've got a couple of potentials. Uh, I, I do have the gentleman from the super. Uh, I'm going to try to say this without my notes. Super fun, <laughs> awesome, happy time pedal show coming up. So that's going to be very good. Um, You're getting a cookie. <laughs> and a uh, couple of couple other people I'm uh, I'm emailing. But it's been awesome. It's just uh, maybe like um, you guys said, I think you said it on my show. Um, you know, you just do what you love. And, yeah. and yeah, if you find people who are into it, that's awesome. So that's that's been the case. And I've got to talk to some of my heroes and met lots of cool people. So, do the yeah. iconic series with me, <laughs> exactly, and then the iconic series with you. So, uh, and I think peak. we should uh, we should leave it at uh, uh, Michael Sh- with Michael Schenker's words. <laughs> well, as he, as he says, <laughs> keep rocking and keep on rocking. Exactly thank right. you so much for coming on a podcast, Matt. Uh, I know it's a bit, little less organised than yours, but uh, thank like you so it. much. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thanks for hanging. And, Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, much love. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm.